Hi, I'm Azure Ashby, CPA and creator of the Love Then Money Institute. Each week, I will bring you inside the life of a real couple and their relationship with money in order to help you and your partner master your own relationship with money. We can no longer rely on the taboo of money to justify our avoidance. And we can no longer change the topic when things get real. I believe it's time we take our financial future by the reins and take control of the money conversation. And we do that by actually having the conversation. So get ready to listen, relate, and be inspired to achieve your financial dreams together. Because you know what they say, first comes love, then comes money. So let's do this. Matthew and Leslie have been working with me for about a month now. At the end of each session, after revealing more about themselves and their principles about money week after week, I ask them to come back the next session and do it again. And I know it's not easy. Talking about money with anyone is tough. But having it recorded is something they told me the first session they wanted to do to help others. That sacrifice is so unbelievably admirable. With that in mind, in the last episode, I gave them an assignment that was a bit more revealing, and I had them take a close look at where money is currently being spent. So in this episode, we're talking numbers, and numbers are a bit more concrete and maybe a little harder to follow, but we have tried to make it so that you can get nuggets from their financial analysis that may relate to your life. With numbers, there are no excuses or explanations. No fluff. Either you spent money on something or you didn't. But as we will see, Matthew and Leslie are in pretty good shape as compared to a lot of people their age. In this episode, we're going to get a better understanding of Matthew and Leslie's finances and where to go from there. Do we have more money than you thought we had? Um, I don't, I didn't like actually really think too much about it. So I have no idea. Um, the Matthew thinks we have based on the conversations we have. <laughs> better than, than what we, you know what I'm saying? You're doing, you're doing better than probably like 50% of even baby boomers from the perspective of retirement funds. But that being said, you need to be where you are. This episode is going to be a bit more numbers heavy. We're going to be referencing Google Sheets and figures that you cannot see. So here's some information to keep in mind. In this assignment, I asked Matthew and Leslie to do a few things. First, they were to calculate their net worth, which is assets minus debts. And then they were to create a list of all debt with interest rates and monthly payment amounts. And finally, they were to analyze the last three months of their bank statements by giving each expense a color category. Green is must-pay items, yellow is needs, orange is wants, purple is total splurges, and blue is savings or debt pay. I find it helpful to have both people analyze the accounts, even if they are shared, because then we can see the differences in how each person considers the expenses of the household. Matthew and Leslie can benefit from looking at these numbers and getting a concrete idea of what they're bringing in every month and how what is going out could be reallocated to make them both happy. It's always something they're keeping in the back of their mind as they move through life, but it's really helpful to see these figures on paper or on screen. Dumb question. You got 85.52. Those are our numbers. Those are like Matthew's and mine's. Yeah, I put that in. Okay. Yeah, that Thank was you. me. Yeah, the 85.52 is you, yes. Okay. Yep. And that's for, how many, that's for how many months? That's every month. Oh, every month mm-hmm. that's what we make? I, yours that's a I, lot of money. Yours I put at 
what did I put? A thousand, two thousand dollars. I don't remember. No, eighteen hundred. Okay, about nine hundred every two weeks. Yeah, mine's a little bit more than that, actually. Well, I just, I average because it wasn't stable. Well, because so like, yeah, because we were on vac- we were like on vacation and stuff. But yeah, mine's about, it'll be about eleven hundred dollars every enough. two weeks. Yeah. yeah, I think you guys are doing great. I think um, in when we get to the summary, I think we'll find like a way to kind of make you both happy. Hopefully, um, I kind of started playing with the numbers and. Um, you know, obviously you guys can go back and play and make sure like you're comfortable with it all. But, um, you know, I think that there's a way to kind of have you both be where you want to be. Um, so hopefully we'll, we'll get there soon. So, um, all right. So we'll move on to the debt worksheet. Yes. The debt worksheet was kind of weird because you're looking for certain things and we don't have other things. Like we don't have credit card debt we pay it off every month um mm-hmm. i see that's one of the questions um mm-hmm. well, honda yeah honda gets paid off at in august, august so that's okay. done um that's huge and yes reallocate the the payments there to the heloc and pay that off we're trying to pay it off faster oh the heloc will mm-hmm. be paid off well before august yeah i think right now the only hesitation <laughs> to pay it off completely is i'm not sure exactly about work so once i if i'm if I know I'm um, secure or more secure in work, then yeah, sure, we'll pay it off. But right now, I don't know. So I'm trying to conserve cash in case we need it later on. I'm trying to have yep. it paid off. Like when we reach that $10,000 mark in the bank account, I'm like, okay, I think we can put $1,000 into the HELOC. So mm-hmm. We just put like $1,700 in a couple, of, a couple of days ago. Cool. I would say though, like put it onto the Honda first because that payment per month is like 420. And once you get rid of that, then you could, but that would be my, I know it's a 0% interest. I don't know. It's up to you, whatever. But I, I see what you're saying because it's the highest interest rate. Um, but from a cash flow perspective, I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter if you're paying them both off at the same time, then it's yeah. And the six and one. Off and all, I mean, it's, we're so close to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, so yeah. And like what I did at the bottom was kind of like try to back into, okay, I don't remember Matthew, what your, um, your goal was for when to have everything, but the mortgage paid off. What was your goal? I don't remember, but I wanted to pay it off within say 20 years, 25 years. Okay. Oh, good. Oh, you mean including the mortgage or without the mortgage? Um, no, without the mortgage. Without, I mean, the mortgage is a 30 year unless we paid off a little bit faster. It's possible, but I don't think we're going to get 20. We might get 25 years. Okay. So basically, like if you keep putting 1196.07 in every single month, even after you pay off all of these other debts, put that into what? you could. Into, the, into paying off debt. Yeah. Wait, I'm not under. Uh, so, so basically, once the Honda's paid off and um, the HELOC and all those other things are paid off, we continue paying the same amount out every month um, towards debt. We'll pay off debt faster. Um, yeah. So basically, what Azure is saying is keep the, the same output of cash the same. Don't change it, even though that. that um, Don't take that money and go like on a trip. Put it Correct. put it towards the debt, and then we'll pay it off faster. Right. Yeah. If you kept putting the eleven ninety six oh seven, like once you paid off the Honda, the HELOC, and the um, other car, um, 
and you kept putting like 119607 towards the student loans, you could get done with all of those except for the mortgage in six years. Okay. Well, the other car is not going to be paid off for another like four years or five years. Yeah. But like if you, so basically, and you can decide which way you want to go. So yeah, if you wanted to wait to pay off that car and then just sock the extra money into the student loans, like either way, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you're putting the same, like once you get done with a loan, don't, don't incorporate that into your you're living. Wouldn't it be, you know, and that's an aggressive HELOC mm-hmm. first though, because the HELOC is 4.89%. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. And I, I, and then like keep, keep the student loans at minimum and then and get rid of the HELOC and then put all of our full force into the student loans. I would hit the one yeah. interest rate first. So it'd be some, yeah. And then the HELOC would be after yeah. and then other student loans after that. Yeah. Like instead of like, I don't know, I kind of see it as like, um, instead of like using like, um, like small rifles on like all the different things, like put a missile mm-hmm. on the highest one, bang that out and then put a missile on the next one. Instead of attacking them all a little bit, attack one and then focus all on the other kind of a thing. Yeah, absolutely. But you kind of like, you have to get rid of like, at least one ish first, right. To like be able to have extra money to put towards yeah. whatever. So, car, so you know what I mean? Like the car will be done the four, yeah. $420 a month that we're going to have. But next year we are spending more money on school for our children than we did this year. Mm, um, okay. But, but, but Matthew didn't have a job until October. And so that's a lot of extra, you know, and he didn't have a job during the summer either. And the, and the summer was very, the summer is always very expensive for us because the kids have to go to camp and that's more expensive than school. Stupidly. Right. Which is so crazy to me. Oh my God. But that's what it is. As we started to look closely at the numbers, we had to remind ourselves what these numbers were, that they were not just numbers. As I said earlier, looking at the numbers would help us provide concrete understandings of their finances without the fluff. But All that fluff, all those explanations for expenses come into play whether we like it or not. Life happens and things come up and we can't always allocate money how we would in a perfect scenario. So it's great to have a plan and we do, but there should be room for unexpected expenses along the way so that you don't get discouraged if you're not perfectly on track because of them. Sometimes you want to pay debt off that is smaller, but less interest because you can play a mind game with yourself that makes you feel like you're making progress. But if you aren't motivated by that, paying debt with a higher interest rate first obviously means less total money out of pocket. So here we discuss these options related to paying off debt. My only thing is like a $420 payment is a lot of cash to go out of the door every month. So I would just because I would want to like then take that 420 and then sock it into the HELOC. Like I would want to pay that 2100 off, you know what I mean? And then just start faster. But I, it doesn't, you're right. It doesn't matter. Like in five months, that's going to be paid off anyway. And then you're just going to start putting the extra money into the next debt that you decide to pay off, whether it's whichever student loan is 5.5% or whether it's the HELOC. Um, so, I mean, that's totally up to you. Like I, the the thing at the bottom is just basically like okay here's here's how it would here's what the timeline could potentially be you know wow 6 years to have all of that that, that student loan paid off that would be huge 
I mean, that's a lot of extra cash to have. I mean, that's a lot of extra money to have at the end of the day, at the end of the month that we can then spend on like other things. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, in five, it's six years. It's when our oldest is going to start being ready to like start thinking about college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's not going to be going to a forty thousand dollar a year school. Like she's, that's not happening. She's going to get the Georgia Hope Scholarship and mm-hmm. get paid to go to school. I don't know that she's going to do that. There you go. I don't. I mean, I don't think that a liberal arts education is what it was when we were in school. I don't think that it's needed to. I think that having an idea of what you want to be when you grow up, instead of going and like wasting your time partying for four years, is definitely going to be more of what our kids are going to do. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, I mean, so yeah. So anyway, I think that gives you like a good, cause I think sometimes we kind of, you know, it's easy once like a, a debt is paid off to kind of incorporate that. So it's just a matter of, um, finding a way to not for that not to happen. Before the end of our last session, I talked about this finance technique from Profit First by Michael McCallowitz. I really love this book. And along the way, you'll hear me reference books that I've really loved and have left a mark. And this is one of them. Even as a CPA, I think that McCallowitz has a point that we tend to do bank account accounting these days. And what that means is basically that we look at the bank balances in our bank account to see what we have to spend. So in a nutshell, basically his recommendation is to have different bank accounts for different purposes. And so then you can do bank account accounting, which is a no stress way to budget your life and spending and actually be successful and not overspend. So his example is you have an income account that you allocate to different accounts, say it's operating expenses, debt pay, vacation account, whatever it is. So he talks about it more in the business sense. But when I talk to Matthew and Leslie about it, we talk about it more in the personal sense. And so here we start talking about different ways and scenarios that can help achieve the goals that both of them feel are important. Okay, so then I guess the next thing I wanted to go through is, so the scenarios on the right side. So basically, this is kind of what I was talking about from um, having like different actual physical bank accounts. So it's just an idea, obviously, but it kind of is easier than to see like the numbers when you allocate the money according accordingly. Um, and then you n- just know. So for you guys, like it's a little bit different because you charge everything and then at the em- end of the month, you um, you pay it off. But I guess um, you would have to tweak that somehow from like a, maybe you know you just can't run the credit card past a certain point or whatever it is but there are ways so what i was trying to kind of make sure that i illustrate here is that there are ways to allocate that 8552 what does and still stand for what is what mtg oh mortgage sorry so oh yeah sorry sorry um so i I wasn't sure because you guys put them, which I understand why, but you put the mortgage and the must pay as opposed to the debt, um, which is, I get it. So I, what I did is I, I'm like, okay, so here's what it looks like if we treat the mortgage as an operating expense. And here's what we, here's what it looks like if we treat the mortgage as in the debt pay account, right? So it just is where you would be allocating it. So if the mortgage is an operating expense and your operating expenses are 75% of your income, but if 
it's down in the debt category, then your operating expenses are only 53%. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Really um, furniture account is to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to, so see, look, That's this a lot is of money in a given month to spend on furniture. Like, obviously I'm not going to spend that much money every month on furniture. Exactly. But it, okay. So then that's only 5%, right? But I think maybe you could save be. it up. Yes. I think, I think what it should be is the operating account should be green. The quote unquote furniture account should be the purple one. And the debt pay should be blue. The blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could totally do that. And but I mean, that makes sense because then we do have the sportages. And I think that if it was a, between like the furniture and travel or trips or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So that instead of furniture account could say splurge account or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. So, um, or travel and furniture or whatever. But if you were allocating like 500 bucks a month to that in a couple of months, you have a pretty good set of furniture or you have, you know, a nice little weekend away or whatever it is. Right. We have the not flipping out when we spend $60 on a seven year old's birthday party. (laughs) Yes. There's that. Just for example, I don't know. Hypothetically speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, so that, and then, so, and obviously, so I did all these different, like, um, I did all these different scenarios for you with the percentages, but obviously you guys can go in and like allocate percentages or whatever. But I honestly, like, since I've been doing it, it's been so awesome. Like, um, for me to to know that whatever's in my operating uh, operating account and I do it for my business and my personal now um I've incorporated it for both like the reti- I've decided how much I'm saving for retirement I automatically transfer that I've decided you know I have all these percentages and like on certain days of the month so you pick two days a month like if you want it to be the 15th and the 30th or the whatever and then that's the day you transfer all the money into its rightful place and then you you know, you either, you pay the bills on that day. You, so basically you're like just dealing with it two times a month. Um, so I thought, I mean, his philosophy is pretty brilliant from a business perspective, but if you can like tweak it and make it work for personal as well, and it, it puts the money where you want it to go. And then you work within that ramification, you know? No, this makes sense. I was actually just, it's uh, triggered my memory in terms of what I did, um, a number of years ago. So I think I brought this up in the previous um, call. And um, basically what I did was very much like an income statement, um, but for personal where we've got uh, money in total and then divided up each of the major big segments, money out, and then summed it up monthly just so we can see how much we're getting every month and did that over a year just so we can balance, okay, how much are we paying tuition, how much are the school expenses and um insurance, all these different things to see like which months are we going to be lean, which months we're going to have extra. So we need to save on the extra months for the months that we're going to have extra expenses. It was Matthew's whole thing. It was a, it was a basically a, um, a, re, a report he did to show that we couldn't afford a housekeeper. No, before that. <laughs> no, that, that was pretty much what that was. Now, thank God we can. And, um, and I like the housekeeper, but is that one? Yeah. Yes. Housekeeping okay. was part of it initially. Um, there are a lot of things that are part of it. A lot of assumptions like how much we're going to spend on clothing every month and car expenses and stuff. But, you know, stuff comes and goes. So it was, some of that was very hard to, to budget. But five, 
$450 or $430 on quote unquote splurge money each month, I think is more than both of us thought we had to spend on splurge. Splurge meaning eating out, taking the girls to a play, going on a Sunday activity. Like if most of our Sundays, we don't actually end up spending anything because if it's a nice day, we go bike riding or we're doing stuff around the house. But if we did go to a rock climbing place, or tree climbing place or something like that, like one Sunday a month, it's not going to hurt our standard of living. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think having the separate physical bank accounts is it keeps it all like, so what the guy in the book profit first says is that like, because of internet banking now, what we basically do is do bank account balance accounting. And so we basically are like, okay, there's, there's, you know, $8,000 in my bank account. I have $8,000 to spend in it. We're not so rudimentary about it, but it's oftentimes it is right. I mean, you see the money and you're like, okay, oh good. Huh? You know, but so allocating it into different bank accounts where the, the money is specified for something like for me anyway, what it's done is like, say, okay, cause I, now I have a tax account, which I didn't have before. Um, and I'm a CPA, right. But like now I have a specific bank account that I save for taxes and it's totally different when it's a specific account for taxes versus just a general savings bucket. Right. So like now I know that I have my savings over in this account and I have my tax in this account and I'm not touching the tax. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's just, it's different when it's, it's like, it's given a name and an out, like a specific place that it's, it's home is, you know? No, that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Um, so any questions, how does it look to you? What do you guys think? I mean, I think that for me, once Matthew knows that his job is stable, either at the job he has now, or he has a different job, I would want to like pay off the debt significantly faster than we're paying it off. And that way later on, it's all splurge money because we've, we have less that we're, there's so much more to play with later. The debt for me really hangs over me. Now we can see where money is coming from and going. And we can think about how these expenses factor into going toward or holding back from our goals. How soon can we redo the basement, Matthew, based on this? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the uh, income in situation fixed and then the income out situation will come shortly thereafter. I know. It's really frustrating because if his job was stable, we could really do... We could pay a lot of this off very, very, very quickly. But right now, we really need to keep... How many months... How much money do you think we should keep aside and not touch in case, God forbid, like the worst thing happens? Yeah. I mean, so I would say at least... I would... My comfort level is three months of... And I, I guess I would just say three months of Matthew's salary because then you can like not feel like you're burdened at all. If you don't have that much, then um, take out from operating account and debt pay. So add up whatever your operating expenses and your debt payments are and then subtract out what you make. So we need to get pretty much $21,000 before we can like pay, pay off the loans and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Cause you say you make, uh, 1100 every two weeks. Me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So no. So you need to get to so minus twenty two. Matthew makes like yeah. Five, um, like with the after taxes, he makes about thirty five every two weeks, right? Right. The the problem I think that that you're both glossing over is that the suggested average that's reported in the press of three months is a nice suggested average on the assumption that you'll strike gold in month four. Last year, I didn't strike gold until month. 10. Yeah. Right. But we're working you are in our, and our childcare was much less and God forbid you lose a job. You lost, you lose a job. So the kids don't go to camp for the summer. Right. So, um, which, which I mean would be awesome. Cause then you would see what it's like to be around them all day. <laughs> and, and I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be on average $600 a week for all three kids to go to camp, like 200 per a week per week per kid. Yeah. But you guys basically need like uh fifty two hundred, so let's say fifty five hundred to just meet the must pays and the debt service. Um and then obviously you're gonna need groceries, so let's put those in there. So sixty five hundred and we go back on snap and like all that kind of stuff. Right. So um and then you have your income. So I would say if you got to like 15,000 in the savings, I would start to feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, We're almost there. Yeah. So you guys are doing really well on that. So I think you're good. And once you get there, like, I think you can start implementing this stuff and like, you know, keep that to the side and make sure that, you know, it's sitting there if you need it. Once we get there, we don't have to live in austerity anymore. What? Except the only other thing was... January 2018, I actually received a pretty hefty severance check and we burned through that pretty quickly. And so um, not sure that limiting um, savings to a certain number is um, feasible at this time. I would probably still continue to pay the debt off, but not at an accelerated rate. Once I'm comfortable, I know where we are then yes, absolutely turn on the accelerated rate um, because at that point we don't feel there's as much risk. But I think even then, um, I do agree that we should have some in the reserves, maybe not as much setting in direct cash, but maybe put some in some type of other investment vehicle. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I, you know, obviously you have to be like secure, have job security before you can like dump all of your cash into paying off debt. I completely agree with that. Um, so, you know, as long as you feel like you're at that point where you're either secure from a savings perspective or you're secure from like a job perspective, like I, I completely get what you're saying. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, I think that, you know, from, you don't obviously have to cover all of this, for three months because you then you'd be in austerity measures and then you wouldn't be, you know what I mean? Like your oranges and your purples and stuff like that wouldn't be there anyway. Um, or not anywhere to the degree that they are there now. So, um, yeah, I don't, and, and because Leslie is bringing home money as well, like it's not as 
as gigantic as it was, you know, maybe when that wasn't the case or, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not as bad, I think, as you think, you know, more than I was, than I was last year. That's for sure. By the end of our session with a lot of numbers and a lot of scenarios and a lot of money on the brain, I asked Matthew and Leslie if any part of them felt anxious. Does it make you feel anxious to see them all there? Not really, because then I can visually see, okay, these are the things that are happening and you can kind of anticipate and plan for it. Um, My only concern about the different accounts version is keeping on top of moving money, moving in and moving money out at the right time, the right cadence to make sure that there's enough. I know sometimes with having one single checking account, it seems to be beneficial because someone's, we get a little lean. If we had multiple accounts, um, we'd probably end up paying fees because we'd get to zero or we'd get overdraft in some of those accounts just because of moving money in and out, not fast enough and not bringing enough into, um, cover all that. Sometimes there's, uh, you know, gaps and stuff. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could then, you know, not have an, Im- an income account separately, just still have it come into whatever your main checking is. And then just have a couple of extras where you put like the furniture or the, you know what I mean? Like you, there's different ways you can do it. I mean, if you, if you wanted to just have like, or a splurge account, a savings account, and then, I mean, I would still recommend doing like a debt pay account because then once the money comes in to the bank account, you're you're allocating it to debt pay as opposed to incorporating it. Because once that once those debt payments like start falling off, it'll and if it's like sitting in your operating expense account, like it's going to be really easy to like use that elsewhere. You know what I mean? No, that makes sense. That completely makes sense. Um, I wish you yeah. had a way to park the you know tens of thousands of dollars. Um, where it's actually earning interest because right now uh, savings and checking in accounts, generally speaking, earn not enough to make it worthwhile. Right. I know it sucks. Um, there's apparently an online bank that's offering like a 1% interest. Um, is it Ally Bank? Yeah. I can't... Heard of them. Um, they don't have like actual banks, but I think you can use like ATM, any ATMs free or something like that. I don't know. Um, but they offer like pretty good interest. I think it's 1%. Um, which is huge these days. That's like unheard of. Right. Um, yeah, but I hear what you're saying. I know it's annoying that cash doesn't earn money these days. Um, cool. So do you guys have any questions? No, this is a good exercise to go through and to, to see where we're spending, how we're spending, and just to talk about the, uh, the different buckets of spend, um, money out type of stuff. Yeah. Cool. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think like, obviously last or like, I guess it wasn't last week, but last time we talked, we went over like the primary goal or whatever. And each of you had your own primary goal. And then I think we've kind of talked about all of that. Like Matthew's was to pay off debt. Leslie's was to buy new furniture and redo the basement. And then your joint goal was to have Matthew have like a job that he feels confident that is going to be secure. Um, and so I think we've kind of talked about all of that, um, you know, today within like doing all of this. And, um, you know, like I said, I think that obviously once you have a job where you're feeling secure and you're feeling like, you know, the pressure is off from a, I'm going to have to, you know, save a year's worth of salary or whatever, you know, whatever, however you're feeling about pressure on that. Um, then I think that 
I mean, can you, can you guys see that like there's a way to kind of fulfill both of your desires or your financial goals like simultaneously? I think so. I think that's um, definitely doable and also pay off the debt at the same time. So that'll be um, definitely uh, a good thing. Yeah, I, th- I think that this gives us some like real numbers so that, and I think again, it's really hard now because we have the unknown, but you, there's always an unknown. You never, like in this day and age, no one's ever safe with like, yeah. you know, I mean, even tenured professors can say stupid things and get fired. So, right. <laughs> um, but I think that this gives us some real knowledge that I can say, all right, I get it. We won't, we, we won't get that or chill out. We can't get that. Yeah, exactly. No, I think it's good. And I think, um, you know, I think that it's funny too. um, just listening to you guys today. Like I, I hear Matthew saying like, oh yeah, we can do this stuff for like, you know, the splurges in the basement. And then I hear Leslie saying, yeah, I really want to pay off the debt, which I think is amazing because now I feel like you guys are finally on the same page. <laughs> I think the, you're kind of made it a game. Like, can we beat the 5.83 year? years? Right, right. <laughs> I'm just imagining what we could spend money on. I mean, I really want us to be able to, to enjoy where we are. I want to enjoy the life that we have now. Mm-hmm. But, and, and I also like, I see the life that my mom and my stepfather have and they go traveling and they, they're just, they're living it up right now. They're not like staying the most fanciest of places, but they're not saying no to anything. And I'd like to get to that place where, and I'd like us to still, you know, want to spend, that we've gotten through these leaner years where, and we're wanting, looking forward to spending that time together later on. I'm really proud of Matthew and Leslie for their hard work and their honest look at the current money situation. This work is not easy, but they see how important it is in order to have the future they desire. The major point of doing these exercises is to find a way to achieve your financial goals. If you don't know where the money is going now, you will have no idea where it is or even if there is any extra to achieve your goals. Sometimes we think there's no extra, but each five or $10 adds up and we can easily reallocate it to reach our goals without even having a major effect on our standard of living. So next week, we will be taking the final steps in putting together a plan for achieving the goals they both find important. I can't wait. If you like Love Then Money, do me a favor and tell a friend. Or five. I'm Azure Ashby. And until next time, I wish you both love and money. Take care. Thank you.